You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser with you till 7 o'clock, and then at 7, we'll go to a place that houses maybe the bluest of all blue bloods in college hoops. We're going to take you to the Duke game, hosting Notre Dame later on tonight. All right, Alan Sliwa, he's with ESPN LA. He's the host of Laker Talk. We're going to get into a bunch of Laker and NBA talk with Alan, but I do have to ask you, uh, you heard the rejoin we played. Uh, are you guys you know, still getting hammered today uh, with all the rain there in Southern California? So better today. Uh, last couple of days, definitely it's been coming down. Um Listen, I, I think most of the time I would tell you we're just uh, we're weak, and you know if the weather is not if it's ever under seventy, then um, we don't know what to do, which is usually true. But we actually got a lot of rain. This was uh, a little unusual. I don't think Southern California is ever prepared for a lot of rain over a short period of time. But today, I actually went out for a walk. It's uh, still cloudy, but the, but the sun is shining. All right. Well, the sun has been shining on the L.A. Lakers, um, four and two in their last six games, uh, currently in ninth place uh, in the Western Conference. I know we're not at the all-star break yet, Alan, but we have played more than 50 percent of the regular season games. Uh, How bad did the how bad did the Lakers need that mini run as of late? Yeah, I mean, it's this kind of is a perfect description of the Lakers. I have no idea what they are night to night. Let's take that six-game road trip that you were talking about. They get that double overtime, one-point win against the Warriors. They follow that up with a loss at Houston where they're down by 30 at one point, a loss against Atlanta uh, where they're down by 20 at one point. They give up 135 and 138 points. So it was one of the lower points for the Lakers all year. Then they follow that back up with wins against the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. Now, Boston clearly just wasn't paying attention to the Lakers because no LeBron, no Anthony Davis, but give the Lakers credit for that game. And the Knicks game is a good win for the Lakers. Just, you know, something I would point out, the Knicks are missing three starters right now, even though they're playing good basketball. So I thought the Lakers should win that game against the Knicks. Um, they had to have that 4-2 and two road trip. It was a surprise, especially after those last, uh, the first couple of losses against Houston and Atlanta, uh, at least there's some there's some glimmer of hope. I think the question mark for me is they got four games left before the All-Star break. How do they close out these final few games? Because I wouldn't be surprised if they went one and three, two and two, three and one, that they could be anything because that's what the Lakers have been all year. And that. You know, the Laker fans is a real problem, as you know, Alan. I mean, the, the the historic franchise that is the Lakers last year with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, they're in the play-in uh, tournament. Um, now, if the season ended, they'd be in the play-in tournament again. Uh, I mean, my goodness, the expectations are so much higher than that. Can you identify any one thing that is consistent in these this mediocrity uh, for this you know, outstanding team, at least on paper? Um, they're consistently inconsistent, and that's probably, uh, you know, not an answer you're looking for, but it's the reality. The, the reality with this Lakers team is um, they're an average team. They might have good players on the roster. It might look, look good on paper. It, some might, some nights it might look really, really impressive, but I think they are an average team. That's what This is what average teams do. 
Um, do they have more upside because they got LeBron and Anthony Davis on their team? Absolutely they do. And last year, they obviously got to the Western Conference Finals, so give them a lot of credit there. Um, but ultimately, I think based upon what we've seen so far, you got to take them for what they are. And I don't think they're a team. Do they have the potential to make noise because of the two stars that they have? They do, but they also have the potential of not getting into the playoffs because they couldn't get out of the playing tournament or not getting out of the first round. Yeah, and like they say, Alan, ball don't lie, and you're watching a lot of ball, and to you, they're not lying. And we're talking to Alan Sliwa. He was the he is the host of Laker Talk on ESPN LA. So Darvin Ham, I'll tell you this: did, Were you aware that Darvin Ham was the head coach when we had the Albuquerque Thunderbirds uh, back in the day? A uh, back then, it was called a D League team. Did you know that uh, he came through Albuquerque by any chance, Alan? I did. I did not know that. That's actually uh, that's surprising information. There, I, listen. I, I'm a I'm a fan of. He's definitely worked his way up, and uh, that's an interesting side story. I, I did not know. You're free to use that on the air uh, on Laker Talk. Uh, yes, Darvin Ham okay. was coaching in Tingley Coliseum for the uh, Albuquerque Thunderbirds back in the day. Now he's the coach of the L.A. Lakers. We heard a little bit of guff going on uh, uh, regarding uh, Darvin Ham few weeks if not a couple of you know or a month or so ago uh and i uh, you know the, you heard i i was hearing that there was kind of a riff there going on um you know, you know he's known as a player's coach uh was there like any substantiality to that and where does all that stand right now alan i think anytime you have expectations and the lakers had expectations coming into this year anytime you have a player like LeBron James on your roster, anytime that you're the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers and add all that up together together, and things aren't going well, I think the rumors, I think the, um, I think the chatter, I definitely think that that's going to be there. And listen, I, I get it. I think it's valid as well. I think there's some times this year that, um, you know, you, you're kind of wondering, all right, what's Darvin Ham's thought process with this starting lineup? Or what's Darvin Ham's thought process with playing one guy X amount of minutes, another guy X amount of minutes? Or how come there weren't enough adjustments made during the game that the Lakers seem to be dealing with the same issue um, much longer than maybe uh, they should they should be dealing with an issue? So I think, I think some of the chatter... Um, I don't. I never thought the Lakers were going to move on from Darvin Ham this year. I never thought that was going to happen. But I think if enough things lined up, and all of a sudden you're getting blown out by 30 points and 25 points, and you think you're losing the locker room, then then nobody's job is safe in any industry that they work in. So I think some of the chatter was real, but I never really thought that Darvin Ham would be going anywhere at least this season. He's Alan Sliwa, host of Laker Talk on ESPN LA, joining us here in Albuquerque on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, Lakers, coming off a 4-2 and two road trip. They're back home tomorrow night against the Nuggets, and we'll have that game right here on 1017. The team with the Nuggets going to Crypto.com Arena. Just going back to that win against Golden State that kind of got this started early on in the road trip. Alan, this is just a, I mean, it's a Saturday night, but this is a mid regular season game, LeBron and Steph and everybody going back and forth like this is a playoff game. Was there something you think that the Lakers were out to prove in a game like that where it, to them it it just wasn't, I mean, that, that that's not what you see on a Saturday night in the middle of the season. 
Was there a little bit of something extra there that the Lakers were trying to show in that game? I, I don't know if it was, and I'll tell you why. And and um, and you're referring, you said, the, the Warriors game, Yeah, correct? the double overtime. Yeah, double overtime yep, against yep. the Warriors. Yep, and they had, because uh, they had, you know, this past Saturday was another nationally televised game against the Knicks. But I, I thought the Warriors game, for me, I think it was a team, if... If the Golden State Warriors at that time were at four games below 500, and you know it was a message they were going into Denver, or they were going into Milwaukee, or they were going into Boston, or they were going into you know maybe it's a Clipper home game. Just trying to think of who the top four or five teams are in the NBA. Sure. Maybe more of a message there, but I think because the Warriors are also so inconsistent that they're not a lock to make the playoffs. I get it; it was fun. The storylines were great, but ultimately, when the dust settled. It was a one-point win against the 11th, 12th best team in the Western Conference. So I don't know if it was a statement game. I think it was a, guys, who cares on the schedule? Let's just try to get a W and move on. And, and I think the Lakers were obviously able to do that. It's ancient history now, and they've started to recover since it. But the in-season tournament, was there actually something, was there an impact that that had on the Lakers when they got back into the regular season? They go on this losing streak afterwards. Was there something that went on during that in-season tournament, Alan? I think there was definitely some extra juice. I think the Lakers, and including LeBron James, probably leading the pack there that wanted to um, win the first ever in-season tournament. I think all teams will probably kind of adjust moving forward and, and however they do adjust. I mean, I'm sure the Lakers were happy that they were able to get the first inaugural one, but it felt like they cranked up their level of play in the in-season tournament to another level. Um, and then it felt like for a month they were trying to figure out how to turn that switch back on, and I think they've been having a lot of trouble doing it. I think sometimes the, the, the light can shine bright, and there's other times it feels like there's no electricity, there's no power. So I think that the in-season tournament was new to everybody, and I do believe the Lakers certainly cranked things up to try to win that thing. Yeah, we're talking to Alan Sliwa, ESPN LA. Just because you, you brought up the Clippers, you know, I'm seeing all these pictures of what their new setup might be, and you got some of these crazy views from a three miles up in the air looking down at these suites that they might have in this in this whole new digs. I mean, is, is there is is there growing interest now when the when the Clippers are playing well? Does that interest start to come back, and are, are people excited about you know, the future of this team with the, with all the shiny new toys they're looking forward to? You know, it's interesting with the Clippers. I, I think they're always going to be in a tough spot because, look, the Clippers are they're in the same city against one of the most popular brands in all of sports, period. I mean, they're, they're really – they'll never be able to compete with the Los Angeles Lakers, not just in LA, but on a global level, a uh, popularity level. But I, I don't think, I think it would be a mistake if that's what they were trying to do. I think what Bomber's doing is let, let me just create my own identity. And I, I think one step in doing that is, can you have a competitive team? Okay. He's got a competitive team. Can you have some players that you feel like um, are popular? Well, there's plenty of those players that are on the Clippers team. And then I think the other objective is, can we get out of an arena that nobody associates the Clippers with? Can they have their own home? And they're going to have it here with the Intuit Dome starting next season. He's doing all of that. I think with all that being said, I don't know really how much it changes things for the Clippers. Um, 
I think from a business perspective, they're going to have their own sponsors. They'll be able to go get their own concerts. I think it will be some competition of what they got going on in Inglewood because SoFi is there. Clippers obviously will have the Intuit Dome. I think there's going to be competition in that regard, but the Laker brand, um, it's as strong as it ever has been, and I don't see that uh, minimizing at all no matter what the Clippers do. The other brand in town, of course, the Dodgers. Uh, Joe and I talked about this on Monday. I just I want to get your thoughts. We don't get a chance to chat with you too, too often here, Alan. But Mookie Betts had the comments at Dodger Fest that basically what every team that the Dodgers play, it's going to be their World Series. Obviously trying to you know hype up Dodger fans that are there, get everybody sure. excited for the season. But I'm just curious you know, what you made of that when, when Mookie said that. Listen, I, I think if you're... Um... If you're a fan of baseball and you watch the offseason that the Dodgers just had, I think they easily become the hated team, right? And hated because they spent almost $1.2 billion in the offseason on a team that already won 100 games and has been incredibly consistent of just making the playoffs. So many times this, happen, this happens in sports, and I think baseball is at least the one where Things can get random for a week, and a team that's expected to win loses. Um, I get where Mookie's coming from. I think that this will be, uh, you know, the, the Dodgers are going to be the storyline all through baseball. Um, there's going to be a lot of heads turning towards the Dodgers, and I think there's going to be a lot of markets that are rooting for the Dodgers to lose. I, 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 I don't really disagree with him on that, and I think if you're the Dodgers, you got to just embrace it because – there's no dodging it. There's it's Mookie and it's Freddie and it's Shohei and Yamamoto and it's um, you know and we we haven't even talked about Walker Bueller coming back, Kershaw obviously re-signing, um, and oh by the way, there's a lot of other good players. Max Muncy uh, out. Then go down the list. They have Will Smith. They have players everywhere. So I, I think Mookie approached it the right way, but I don't think he's wrong. I think there's going to be a lot of teams market to market that are obviously rooting against the Dodgers. So, Alan, I mentioned Darvin Ham spent some time here in New Mexico and Albuquerque. You yourself came through town. Remember those uh, that trip here, Alan, not too long ago? Joined uh, me at the pit for a Lobo San Diego State game. I took you to a high school game at Atrisco Heritage, which you probably thought we were driving to Gallup uh, to get to. Uh, <laughs> what you got to eat some fine food? You've got nothing but positive memories of of Albuquerque in your market visit, do you? Right, Alan. You uh, you gave me the proper tour. I had a, a very very good time. Um, I actually haven't been. I haven't been to Albuquerque probably since then. I'm due for another trip. What I got to do is, and I don't. I wouldn't know off the top of my head, but uh, I, I enjoy coming and um, that that Mountain West basketball that we got to watch a little San Diego State action in the process. Uh, we should try to uh, make that happen again in the near future. Let's do it. You can host. Laker talk, like from this studio. There you go. An open invitation, because people around I here love their Lakers. All right, Alan, thanks so much for filling us in on what's going on with the Lakers. Always a pleasure chatting with you, buddy. Thank you very much. Great, great to chat with you as well. All right, that is Alan Sliwa. He's the host of Laker Talk ESPN LA, and he is our guy when we're trying to 
get caught up on the Lakers and the NBA or even the Dodgers, Sam. Come on. I mean, he brings it. Like, he's got an opinion on everything, dude. And and one thing about a guy that hosts Laker talk, he's, he's the last thing from a cheerleader. Like, he was almost like, yeah, I, I don't know what to think about these guys. Inconsistent. They go on the road. I know they were 4-2, and two, but they were down 30 to Houston, and they were down 20 to Atlanta. That's why we have him on, because he... Tells it like it is, whether the Lakers are playing well, whether they're playing bad. And even right now, you go 4-2 and two on a six-game road trip, any team's going to be happy with that. But yeah, still a long, long way to go. All righty. Uh, we are going to take a break right now. When we come back, there is a basketball game tomorrow night. You're like, oh, the Lobos played last night. Lobo women played earlier today. Unfortunately, fell at San Diego State earlier today. Uh, But there's a game called Hoops for Hope uh, that benefits the UNM Comprehensive Cancer Center. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Yolanda Sanchez. She is the director and CEO for the University of New Mexico Comprehensive Cancer Center. We'll talk with Dr. Sanchez when we come back. He's Sam Hauser. I'm Joe O'Neill. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.